attention. The movie guys love movies. Any jokes about the perfect casting choice of a Hollywood actor to appear in a movie called Sex Tape are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Rob Lowe? Remember when a sex tape would damage your career? Oh. Now, now it starts them. I'm that old. I remember when a sex tape would damage your career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if you don't have one, really, it's like the first thing you have to do is go out and get one. Right? Go out and do it's one. Like they always make those lists of things like, do you remember this? If you remember this, you're old or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. That's I'm still auditioning for mine. That's one of them. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants is on that list. Yeah, but yeah. that almost ruined his career. SpongeBob? Sponge almost no, the, ruined Rob. SpongeBob Rob almost ruined Rob Lowe's Rob. career. No, but I think the thing about that Rob Lowe sex tape is that she was like 16, right? She was. was in Georgia, where it was legal. Oh. Creepy. But they but, showed but that he, in Transformers, there's laws to get around Which, that. You know yeah. what? <laughs> the Romeo and Juliet law. That yeah. seems to suggest he knew what he was doing. Oh, he does. He's like, let's oh, yeah. go to Georgia. Let's go to Georgia. Georgia. All nice and square. Yeah. Or he was shooting something down there. And, yeah, who knows? Hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. <laughs> Rape. <laughs> right, everybody? Um, it's all right. Her dad was her last boyfriend, so Bob Lowe's was the step up. You are now into part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in beautiful downtown Burbank. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week. Basically, search the movie guys anywhere you like on the web, and we come right up. iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, and of course, themovieguys.net. Absolutely free, and we encourage you to subscribe where you can, and if you do, still no charge. You can find our showcasts like the one you're listening to on a couple of internet radio stations as well, including WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern and JonasMountRadio.com Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. And from what I understand, they also are not charging. So basically, we're out there. I am your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Lee Caius and Adam Witt. Joining us all show long is a good friend of the show who we love talking movies with and now has directed a documentary about comedian Richard Lewis's Hollywood Hills home. Which apparently is like this museum of all things comedy and awesome. And, and we'll talk. Me, I have uh, a question about that, Paul. Thank you. Okay. Well, he we're going to make question. a segment of the show where questions will happen. Thank you. <laughs> just, so, just so happens oh, you've right arrived there. on the right day. Charlie well, Rivkin is with us. Charlie's hey. here, everybody. It's, the easiest guest for me to get. <laughs> it's my yes. roommate. There you go. But Charlie knows the real reason we've all gathered. It's it's to help. Don't go into the movie theater unprepared. That's why we put out a new show every week to preview what new films are opening. We have a big three-movie weekend to get to, including Sex Tape with Cameron Diaz. We're reviewing a sex tape with Cameron Diaz? No, it's not. Sweet! A, no, it's, it's Sex Tape with Jason Segel. Oh, well, no thanks. All right. And The Purge is back, now with Les Ethan Hawke, in The Purge Anarchy. And the sequel to the animated hit Planes, which stars Dane Cook. Well, not so much stars as has in it. It's Planes Fire and Rescue. Oh, the one that Lakota called Heoka beats his drum with the wind to make thunder. <laughs> with this is a Dane Cook movie? Comes lightning. <laughs> and with lightning comes fire. I don't hear any drums. Shh. All aircraft, we've got a report of a wildfire. Come on, boys! Let's load up! And off they go to fight fires. 
I find it odd that ACDC's Dirty Deeds is the song that's, behind that. That's what you found odd about that trailer? <laughs> that's, that's the clip? <laughs> that was it? Yeah. And sure enough, West Duty, you know. Oh, yes. When in doubt. West Duty. You get West Duty to voice the Native Indian helicopter. Native helicopter. Native American <laughs> helicopter. Yes, I'm sorry. A helicopter uh, was born there. <laughs> was that a huge hit, Planes? I mean, it just seemed it's like Cars was a huge hit. Cars was a huge hit. I think they're just even the bad sequel was a huge but, hit. But, so, but, but Planes is just like uh, the Disney straight to video studio putting movies in theaters, which they rarely do. Usually they do like Cinderella three and yeah. stuff, and it just goes straight to video. And it's just that to generate true. a little money, and nobody really goes, "Oh, that sells the name of Cinderella." It's just kind of there for like six year olds or whatever. That's that, but in theaters because. Because it's popular enough. Because Cars is huge. I remember when Toy Story Two was supposed to go right to video. Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. Eh, we'll put it in the two hundred million. Yeah. You ever seen the documentary later. on that? No. The, the Pixar story? Oh, you got to see the. No, Pixar I've never seen. How have I not seen the Pixar story? I don't know. My favorite film. Sounds good. It shows up on Netflix every once in a while, and uh, the story behind uh, Toy Story Two is just one of those sort of like Steve Jobsy sort of like the birth of ideas, like this you can do it sort of thing, oh, where they. Him. They had uh, they had uh, done almost the entire movie without the supervision of like John Lasseter and those people because Disney was just going to shit it out. It was just, it was again it was like Toonimation. Yeah. There's like a Disney part called like Toonimation or something, and it doesn't do the real ones. It does the shitty ones like <laughs> yeah. uh, um, like a Hunchback of Notre Dame two, Aladdin four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, so they had almost had it done, and they finally brought like John Lasseter in, and I thought Steve Jobs was involved too, but uh, but maybe I'm just thinking because he contributed to Pixar. But anyway. Or John Lasseter, whoever's running it, decided to scrap the entire thing with just so little time to the release date and started over. And oh, it was, yeah. It was just yeah, one yeah. of those things of like a Herculean effort of like only geniuses who were on fire. Six cylinder John Lasseter mm. you know, really nailed it. You know? Yeah, I love that he oversees everything now because I was worried about that merger. He's a perfect you know, Walt Disney with replacement. Disney, but if he's if he's the head of animation. Good. Yeah. And at the time, Jobs was the biggest uh, shareholder in the company. Yeah. So mm. it was like, bring those guys in. And then, of course, Steve Jobs. Yeah passed away which kind of sucks because we know. love apple yeah we do they're a pain in the ass now though without them hey rotoflix everybody uh <laughs> let's talk about rotoflix real quick that is our uh, fantasy football for movies website rotoflix.com where of pains uh, in the ass joe canally <laughs> <laughs> turned us on to that <laughs> he did and i'm currently in the lead because i had transformers uh age of extinction it, you can draft movies and play a uh, it's Kind of good good job it, playing uh, Transformers in the in the in the week it opened. That's a good strategy. I had the third pick <laughs> in the draft. Godzilla and Maleficent went before me, and I picked up uh, Transformers. But, but I had I have Mark Wahlberg, so I yes. should be getting. But, you get, a, but you get a percentage of what the movie gets. You so do you get more his, whatever like, his actual percentage take it will be? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's what yeah, you, yeah, you get. Yeah, you get his. Oh, pretty well. I got two points of Wahlberg. You get half a point for uh, the movie if you have the actor. But, but what you if get a full point for the, for the gross. For the yeah. movie. What if Wahlberg okay. has two points on the movie himself as an actor? <laughs> there you go. Okay. Wait, he's got three credits. He's executive producer, uh, producer, and actor, right? So, so basically you pick the movies and the, the, based on their box office outcome you get points. And uh, we'll do it again at the uh, at the holidays when you play the same thing, but for uh, award nominations. And oh, and cool. Wins. So. I'm, gonna get I'm in. in for that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. get in on that one. Karen's I, I, crawling up my ass. Uh, you know, but I got Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, too. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, now we're getting into that part of the, the, if we don't have Guardians of the Galaxy, you don't know what movies to that are, are going to take off. If you've already drafted one from August, or if they're out there, it's like, do I pick up, step up? I mean, will it get me the points I need? Yeah, I don't know. Will it do anything? Who knows? I mean, who knows this weekend Lu what will be Lu number one? Lucy, I just noticed, is getting 
when when, it, when that trailer first came out, I thought it was like little indie. It wouldn't have been worth getting at the beginning of the summer, yeah. but now you're like, oh, that's a good They're movie to have, it. Lucy. Yeah, because it's really getting ramped up. In but who knows what's going to be number one? Every, I mean, will that be number one that week? Will planes be number one? Or will the purge? The purge was number one last year. Yeah, the purge. Ah, Karen has it. It's on the purge that's to, why, to win this weekend. That's why she's crawling up his ass. Yeah. Which is a good transition That was a big into. surprise. Three million dollar movie. <laughs> Nobody thought anything of it. Then $35 million opening weekend was the Yeah, last uh, year's. Word. Right. Yeah. But will it do the same? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know, Clark. Damn you, fantasy <laughs> movies. <laughs> All right, well, let's get on to our movies. Uh, speaking of which, Sex Tape stars Cameron Diaz, who many women would have as their best friend if they had their way. So according to this film, that means women want to come and watch their best friend having sex. So why do men and women fight? I think we can all come together on the idea of women we love and their best friend having sex. I hope that's what this is about. Adam, let's talk about it. Here we go. Sex Tape tells the story of a boring suburban couple, Jay and Annie, played by Jason Segal, and Cameron Diaz. Is it Segal or Segal? I think it's Segal. Segal. Steven Segal. And Jason Seagal. Okay, I got it. And Cameron Diaz, and Cameron Diaz, who find all the fires gone out of their relationship. In a purely Hollywood twist, they decide to try sex. But not just any sex, dirty sex on tape. In case you were wondering what the definition of willing suspension of disbelief is, well, it's the thing you have to do to convince yourself that a guy who looks like Jason Siegel is tired of fucking a woman who looks like Cameron Diaz. <laughs> but the plot goes from flaccid to fully erect when their sex tape uploads itself, if you know what I mean, to the cloud and gets sent all over to their friends and family. The plot line of machines coming to life and developing a love of pornography is not covered in the trailer, but may be the reason I'm going. Here's a clip. So instead of erasing the video, like you said that you would, our sex tape ended up syncing to all the iPads we gave out as gifts. <gasps> we are going to get back every one of those iPads right now. Sorry, Microsoft Surface Pro 3. Better luck next time with your product placement. <laughs> so Jay and Annie have to travel the country destroying every iPad they gave to their friends and family as Christmas presents. That's so unrealistic. Seriously. Who can afford to give away that many iPads? Yes. While Jason Siegel can't keep his dick off my TV, <laughs> Cameron Diaz has never responded to my many letters requesting her nudity on screen. Well, in sex tape, she finally does her first nude scene. Oh! Ooh! aware of that. Just in time for us to no longer be interested in that. <laughs> in related news, I've heard that Nickelback has decided to record their first good album. <laughs> And if the press is to be and if the press is to be believed, Cameron Diaz is not only 41 but looks great, is thin and is also a mom. So take that fat moms. Press release is here to let you know you've really let yourself go. Oh, and you're right about Jason. Any reason to show my junk seagull? First in forgetting Sarah Marshall, then in the director's cut of The Muppets, and now sex tape. You know, I had a hustler porn mag when I was a kid that would review movies in boners. <laughs> One to five boners straight up. <laughs> it's true. Now, I think the trailer for sex tape is the perfect place to implement such a scale. I give the trailer to sex tape <laughs> two hustler boners. <laughs> Straight up. Straight, Straight up. up. <laughs> and I give Planes Fire and Rescue three hustler boners. How many boners around the table? How many boners? Paul, how many boners? Sex tape? Uh, two and a half boners. Two and a half boners. She looked pretty good <laughs> in those roller skates. We're just talking about the trailer? Yeah, yeah, we're just reviewing uh, the trailer. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, 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 I'll say two and a half boners. Two and a half That's boners? A four boner trailer if <laughs> I've ever seen it. I give Lucy a four boner trailer. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Now, if you Google just the words sex tape, the first four autofill <laughs> suggestions Google offers up are about Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. Ooh. And Ooh. none are in reference to the movie sex tape. 
Can't be a good sign when the internet doesn't even think of your movie when you mention it. The storyline is almost as antiquated as the title, Sex Tape. Do kids today even know what a tape is? But I mean, I guess uh, Sex MPEG, Sex AVI, Sex WMV doesn't quite have the same ring to it. No, it's the unsolvable problem. <laughs> How to get something off the internet. Trust me. If there was a way to do that, I would have figured it out by now. There you go. That's ah. Sex Tape. Now you're a little more well misinformed. I just want to make sure we are reporting this accurately because I, I because we are first and foremost yeah journalists mm-hmm. then entertainers is she actually then nude? yeah how new I have heard she's actually shows wow. everything oh, really what is this a rated R movie this is yeah, what yeah, this is, is what they're saying well, now the, I'm going to there's see there's a big it. red band trailer for it yeah I mean you don't see nudity in movies at all that's gone even horror movies and Wolf of Wall, sex Wolf movies? Of Wall Street had some great. Full that made up for any loss you're feeling, Adam. Yeah. The most yeah. of Wall Street. <laughs> that's, that's an insane movie. Uh, more insane than the average movie, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the older I get, the less comfortable I am sitting in a large room with dozens of strangers watching you got to stop seeing movies with your grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> know, that did hurt. What, the, what that just kill for you? That just killed her for me. Her. The oh. Whole, the whole yeah. family. And it, it was they well, basically have phone sex. They have phone sex yeah. and, and I'm, you could just feel yeah. 70-year-old that people behind me. Going, <laughs> that was in the trailer. That was in the trailer. Was it? Yeah, that was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, the internet has done that to Radar He would have felt the same right? way watching the trailer with them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the reason Radar movies don't go there anymore, I think, is because it's pointless because of the internet, so that you're not going to be able well, to show anything, right? Yeah. And there man, was, you remember when the '70s? They just went nuts with wait, the, the the sex and the. Well, there was always like an obligatory bush. sex scene in every rated R movie. Everyone, yeah. And yeah. then you know, and then on with the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then on with the movie. <laughs> yeah. Fast times are real. That's back when they didn't make kids movies that much either. Now everything's, yeah, everything's a kids movie now, isn't it? <laughs> Almost. I, so. I do appreciate Expendables three. PG-13. Speaking of, um, is it really? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I'm not okay taking off that, heads though. with bullets anymore. Yeah. You know, I actually am okay with that. Too. I'm okay with that. Those movies—they they got to get more creative. Challenges them to be more creative, and I hope they. Yeah, succeed. that movie's evolved. It's it's now it's now Lethal Weapon four that type of movie. It's like it's like it <laughs> they're started having fun. They're having babies. Yeah, it's, it's just a good time. Exactly. It started as Lethal <laughs> Weapon. You know, Expendables was a hardcore like oh classic Stallone and all that stuff. And now it's like uh, everybody knows about it. All the kids are going to see him anyway. The yeah. parents are pissed. So yeah, just make it PG thirteen. Get out of there. You know. Plus, you got Harrison Ford in it. Yeah, know? I was just going to say, you get Harrison Ford in the movie, yeah. I think it goes down to PG-13. I do appreciate uh, uh, Steven Seagal in this movie. No, um, Jason Segel. <laughs> George <a> f- Segel? <laughs> doing a few push-ups before his big shirtless scene. Yeah, he lost uh, weight. He, 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 he looks very Well, skinny. I don't know that he did push-ups. He used to be pudgy. He lost weight. Yeah. I don't know that he well, gained muscle. He, <laughs> it, it seems to me, though, at least he knew he was going to be half-naked for yeah. a good portion of the movie and said, I should probably prep for this, at least in the... Area of I, I kind of feel like good. he just hit an age where suddenly, like the youthful pudginess, yeah, just thinned out. I'm just always we amazed at when guys don't realize they're about to be shirtless in a movie, and I'm like, yeah. just you know what? I think they realize. Yeah, it. Chris Pratt knew what to do. Oh right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He got ripped. Damn Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. He's supposed he's to be a community. goofy comedy guy from Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Now yeah. he's all a stud. I'm like. Damn. Well, I, the, in his defense, in his interview, when they asked him how he defense. lost all the weight, he said it was tears. <laughs> so he lost it through he turned a it lot down of sadness. Too, I read. Oh, they really? really? He turned it down. They came back to him and begged him. What? Yeah. Guardians? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. We need funny and. And now buff. it's yeah. one of those casting things that looks obvious in retrospect. Of course, what a great call. Everybody would <laughs> make that call. Yeah. yeah. Now he's in Lost. <laughs> uh, he's in uh, Jurassic oh, World. Jurassic yeah. World. So yeah. He's, he's Mr. The Blockbuster. Did guy they now. shoot that first, though? I think they shot. Jurassic World first. 
I think I'm that was sure. before. No, 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 no. They're not. They no? Shot Jurassic oh, World they haven't yet. even shot it yet. Yeah, they're still no, shooting. No. Yeah, they've, 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 reports oh. from the set have happened. But oh wow! Yeah, but I thought that that started done. production Who's so long ago. That? Guy the who made of indie film with safety no, not guaranteed. With, Another one of those. With Another ten seconds of of special effects. It's quite impressive that they're like, oh, this guy made a movie with 10 seconds of special Oops. effects. He can do an entire green screen movie Yeah, they have a lot fake. more tr- trust for that now. I think they know that the, the how, how they're controlling the production. Like, no Marvel, all these Marvel movies are directed by completely different people, but they are clearly molded by an sure. overmind. You I know, also, Kevin Feige. Jurassic World is not the kind of movie where people are going to, like, no word of mouth is going to destroy gonna, the audience not, on that is, one. It's not the 70s. You're not going to go off and make your own Jurassic World. Yeah. Steven Spielberg won't find out about it until he's in a screening room. You know, yeah, They were doing some crazy choices, Popeye. like the guy who directed the uh, recent <laughs> Evil Dead. The movie that he made yeah. that got him on the map was just like this alien invasion. It was all special effects, but like no characters or yeah. scenes or anything. It was just yeah. kind of here's aliens attacking, and it looked yeah. really cool. When execs hire people, I'm not sure what they were looking at that qualified somebody to get the next job because yeah. it's not what I would think to to look at. Yeah. You know, telling a story is you know usually but I, a. But I like the foresight that that getting a John Favreau to direct an Iron Man that that that. As much as anything else, set Marvel on a path. Mm-hmm. It's not just how Iron Man did, but that choice right there, like that, is a great choice in some ways. For if you're trying to get what ultimately we weren't expecting, that sort of Robert Downeyness out of it, you know, that swingersness out of it, you know. Sidney yeah. Lumet cool. wouldn't have brought that out. Either. No, <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, so so then Jake Kasdan, perfect choice for a sex tape. This is the kind of shit he oh, does, yeah. right? Did bad he, teacher what did he do before? Oh, bad teacher. Yeah. Did he also do that one uh, zero effect? Yeah, I believe so. Is yeah. that Jake Casting? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's great. That's a, I love that movie. You ever seen Zero Effect? I have not seen no, that. I oh, haven't either. A, I want to. Bruce Willis, right? Is in it, a little bit part? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. does he have a bit part in that? Doesn't he? No. No. Am I drunk? That's. That's. <laughs> what is that stupid movie called with the. <laughs> a Bruce Willis cameo movie? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he kills a guy at the very beginning of it. What the hell's the Jamie! name of that? I'm trying. I have no idea what he's talking about. It's, it's when called did like, it come out? I know Zero Effect. It's called Flever, Flever, Something like that. What's Slever oh, or Slever? Lucky number Slever. Lucky number Slever. That's not oh, a that's, cameo. That's it. That's not a cameo. That's what I'm thinking it's of. in half the movie. I knew there was a V or a Z in one of them crazy it's letters. It's a seven in, in place of a V. There you go. Quick question. Are we on topic or off? <laughs> Which topic? So sex tape. There you oh, go. Sex tape. Is Cameron Diaz Latino? I don't think Cameron so. Cameron Diaz. My, my guess it, is that's a fake name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, weird name to pick an ethnic name if you're faking it. Well, um, it'd be like if I just said I'm Paul uh, Akbad Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. If you People decide- would go, no, you're not. Emilio Estevez picked that. Oh wait, that was no, the no, wrong no. way. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 Emilio. Uh, all right, well, let's get on to our next. She's Cuban. What's that? Cameron Diaz. She's is? Cuban. Oh, she's yeah. Cuban. Oh. How how much of her is Cuban? Yeah. A toe. Her mother is English, Scotch, Irish, and her father, Emilio Diaz, is Cuban. Oh. Oh. From Cuba. From Cu- yeah. Malibu. Cuba. No, from Malibu, California. <laughs> well, the Cuban Pete segment and the mask must have really spoken oh, that, to her. That, that, that's go. how she got the role. <laughs> she could relate. She did look more Cuban in that movie than any other time. That's a stunning. A little bit. Oh yes. That is oh, a, a curvy young. Oh, yeah. youth. Well, and, and that, if she really is forty-one, like. IMDb says, then she's 20 in that movie? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. She was, that was like, she was brand new. That's Kate Upton material She walks right in there, and like is new. a star the second she hits her first mark in that movie. Yeah. The way they have her shot, like a classic, you know, female, uh, yeah, Hollywood female. Yeah, almost. Whew. 
good gravy. And she's <laughs> one of those ones who I think like they all said, oh, she's going to be great. And luckily she was. Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. One day she's going to be great. And then just like she continues to not be great. Yeah, she, she and, followed uh, a couple really good uh, movie all decisions. All right, all right. Here we go. Here's a question. How disappointing will her nude, nude scene be? Okay? Because <laughs> we've all got it in our head right now. She's spread eagle on the poster, That's, right? Yeah, yeah. That it's, uh, it, uh, so we all got it in our head that, uh, that, that the movie features her spread eagle. Amazing. I'm, I'm they Photoshop but, her crotch. But you know, you know what it's <laughs> going to be. That out. She's going <laughs> to. It's going to be from the side. You're going to see the hips going to cover anything t- below the you know the pelvis too much. Yeah. There's not going to be any pubic hair because it's 2014. Mm. Yeah, you're not going to see. You're going to see if probably any, side boob. I bet anything, it's super disappointing. If yeah. anything, it'll be <laughs> it'll be half the length of the Wolf of Wall Street where she does the. Full frontal, yeah. quick shot. It'll I mean, be, that's a second long. Funny too. It'll be like, yeah, and still like, be having oh. like crazy sex. And yeah, and then you'll be like, oh wait, slow it down. This is not what I wanted. Yeah, I'll blame Jason Segel. Whatever happens. Oh, I feel like I've been wrong on a few predictions like that. I mean, it's, it's, some some movies have taken really funny angles on their. Shit, well, so. I, when knows? Jennifer Aniston did the We're the Millers, uh, she yeah. she made a big to do about how like that everything was see through, and then they went back and covered everything in post. Did you digitally? Know that? I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, her big, she is much nakeder. She's that. much. On the DVD, you see everything see uh, through. And then uh, they basically went back and in post and that's not that's not a plane that's my penis uh, rising. (laughs) Hearing this story, she really and she made a big deal about wanting to show everything and and that was her next move. And they the execs were like, nope, we want more people to see it. So they like digitally went in in every frame Mm -hmm. and colored it over like with cartoon. Interesting. Weren't we just saying something about the PG thirteenification? Yeah, yeah, there it is. All right. Well, they say fuck a lot in that movie, right? Are they better? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, our next film. Get ready to test your tolerance for school shooting imagery in the sequel to 2013 surprise hit The Purge. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that is graphic. The mega hit pessimistic suspense thriller that could only come during the Obama years. Lee, let's talk about it. Here we go. Yes, The Purge is back, <laughs> now starring nobody. <laughs> the Purge Anarchy gives us a good reason to play another exciting round of... Guess what it's about! Oh, so let's do that again. Let's go around the room and see what you think. Each one of you can take a guess at what The Purge Anarchy is about, and we'll see who's right. Adam. Uh, the Purge, is it about the behind-the-scenes story of America's Next Top Model? No. Um, the Purge, The Purge. Uh, America's Next Top Model. No. That was already guessed, actually. No. Are you serious? Paul, The the Purge, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's about the behind the scenes of the America's Next Top Model. No, that's not it. Let me sum it up. Oh. For 12 hours, all laws are suspended and the populace runs wild. Ah, it's, the, uh, it's Brazil after losing the World Cup. No, this is the America oh. of the future, and it's all part of the government's plan to keep a stable society. In order for 364 days out of the year to be livable, Hmm. once a year the country engages in all of its ill will, murder, and revenge fantasies. And this film is about people out in the streets during this time of year because apparently they don't own calendars. And whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, I think we can all buy into the plot of The Purge Anarchy, which is everyone's after you and they all have guns. (laughs) Yes, The Purge Anarchy. Follows in the footsteps of White Christmas, telling the story of an American holiday. (laughs) But unlike Christmas, this is a holiday where there are no rules. Chaos reigns and violence can break out at any minute. So, more Black Friday than Christmas. Unlike the first, The Purge. (laughs) 
Oh, that's perfect. This time, <laughs> this time there's anarchy in the movie based on the premise that there's no laws and the streets are filled with death. <laughs> Left that out of your first movie, did you? <laughs> that's like calling Sharknado 2, quote, the second one, which they did. <laughs> Once again, everyone locks their houses up because the street is full of anarchists who believe in nothing. Billy doesn't care about anything. He's a nihilist. Oh, that must be exhausting. <laughs> now, IMDb describes the purge. <laughs> in part, as five people trying to survive a night in Los Angeles. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> The Purge is a shovel-ready make-work program that relies on annual vandalism to require the city to be rebuilt every year. Don't hate The Purge, they're job creators. But you want a sequel worth watching? Let's follow all the streets and sanitation guys who have to go to work the next day. <laughs> this movie, along with Grand Theft Auto, is proof that what people really want to do is mindlessly kill one another. The Purge Anarchy. Sadly, people in Darfur think it's a documentary. And we are, of course, looking forward to the inevitable prequel, The Binge. There you go. That's the Purge Anarchy. Now, I just want to say something about... Um, Still sounds like America's Next Top Model. <laughs> um, so I was doing the research on that vomit sound effects last night. <laughs> oh, Jesus. yes. That was your choice? <laughs> that was my choice. I, to... I love the little post throw up one. But it's a rule of threes. You did two like that. I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I came up with the idea of just sprinkling this preview with a bunch of vomit sound effects. Yeah. It, Listen to, like, ten minutes of people throwing up. Uh, You're going to get sick. I'm lying in bed going going to all these lengths of, of vomits. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this is just horrible. Just, I almost puked. That is a version of Dante's Hell. <laughs> just listening. Testing out vomit soundtracks. No, that's no, no good. That's no, that's no good. And you do. I mean, like, the first three I listened to, I'm like, that's ah, not going to work. That's not what I'm looking for. Too wet, too dry. Just, that guy's breathing too much. You know? Oh, that one came out of his nose. That's not what I want. <laughs> oh my I God. hope you didn't that's watch any a, of this. That's such a great no. insight. Thank God it was just sounds. Yeah, yeah it was just a black screen. But I'm lying in bed and I have my headphones on, so I'm listening to it and it's this clear, crystal clear stereo. <laughs> now I, I had the opposite experience because we did the movie called The Quiet Ones. Yeah. <laughs> right, I remember that. We I are looking, children. I was looking for this really like airy fart, like <laughs> like a. <laughs> And I was just going through farts and farts and farts. And so you were laughing got, your ass off. I was laughing my ass off, but I felt so bad about it. I'm like, oh, God, you four-year-old. <laughs> I'm, I'm sampling farts trying to find the right quiet fart. I'm green in the gills and Adam's laughing his dick off. And they're all hilarious. But I remember that one was, there was a video, and it was just like, <laughs> yeah, like you legs a video. and then like a, like a cloth covering anything that you, and then. Hair. The, but it, nothing happened. Nothing moved. Nothing waved or anything. It just. But we had to look at it. Yep. Uh, That's where the microphone was. Oh my god. The purge. <sighs> the purge. Boy, we sound way like we're excited about it. It stars Frank Grillo from Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, was he the, the good for him. tough guy? Good for I, him getting work. He's like the guy who tries to beat up Captain America yeah, after right. being on his team yeah. the, whole yeah, yeah. the whole movie. Who did the Mexican standoff with him and everything? Yeah, but yeah. you'd think that guy of all guys would know he's not going to win he, against Captain America. He's like a punisher in this movie, though. He's yeah. like someone killed his daughter last purge, and he he's goes, out to 
fucking take everybody down. Yeah. And, then, and then he saves other in, people. And, he see, and he says, stay in the car, stay in the car. Now, does, this know, have, does this have anything to do other than it's the purge with the first one? No. Well, it's the same no, it's time the same of night. year. It's yeah, just, but you're not following the family. There's no carryover think, from... No, okay. I think I think that instead of following an upper-class family who's trying to stay in their house, they follow a couple lower-class people who can't... You don't have anywhere to hide. They have car trouble and shit. Yeah. The, the, the guy who's seeking revenge, I thought, perhaps came out of the first movie, but no. I uh, know. No, that was okay. just uh, Ethan Hawke's family, and then he died. At the end yeah, of the so day, it's so. going to be a story that just oh, tells different you. stories yep. of the You had purge. a urge. <laughs> and it's not was, good. And it's not good. Wasn't going to see it. It's also horrible. Is that a new rule? This, our spoiler alert is one year. They fail at the premise of that movie entirely. If the and so they'll do, and it looks like they're going to do it again. Well, they had to get no their budget down well, by having it in one house. This, well, if you watch the preview, they this, do once again little ceremony. Like, well, they, they go, they, they get into high society where people they found on the street are now getting sold to very, very rich people, oh, yeah. so that they get to like get to kill, auction, like, which is bullshit. It's like the end of Taken, except instead of a sex slave, you just get to kill the person at the end. Right. Mm. All bullshit because so the purges, the, you get to go out and fucking kill everybody. You don't get to get into groups so and the, have weird ceremonies. It's not they I think that's a fail of the premise. And you're saying that if I hired a security team to secure this whole area, they would just turn around and shoot me. Find me the most hated people. Do. Find me the most hated no, I'm people. With Paul I'm gonna this. sell them. No, no, no I, I get it. That's, I'm with Paul. This is just like the show Survivor. When immediately it became all about alliances and backstabbing instead of just like lone surviving, well, I, I think there, I think I understand. But there's a group of people in masks going around house uh, looking for a dude who gets in the first movie. A guy gets trapped in Ethan Hawke's house, and people come after him, and they want in the house to get the guy they're mm-hmm, after. Because mm-hmm. people go after like in this movie, certain people that on the purge. Budget, like, three on this, hours. yeah, on this <laughs> night, I'm getting that guy back. Uh, the guy who stole my uh, lawnmower or whatever. Um, but. During the gangness, the guys at the front door are saying, let us in. And some guy says, yeah, you got to let us in, whatever he's mouthing off. And then the leader shoots that guy. So why would you be in a gang if that could happen at any second? Well, you I mean, you'd hope not all allegiances break. If I mean, I'm with that dude who just shot a guy. Well, yeah, I'd run away I'd say, then. wait a minute, that's right. This night is all about anybody shooting anybody. I think that would be a more fascinating movie, and that by making the groups and making the well, ceremony well, of it all, put it, they uh, fail. I, but what, they, what about this? What if I offer you a million dollars just... Tomorrow, after the purge is over, I will. And you know, I am good for the money. I pay you, and if you don't kill me, you get a million dollars tomorrow. But you have to, you know, go collect people off the street for me so that I get to choose who I get to kill. That's a pretty complicated little. Why? I would rather see chaos. Well, I mean, it's, it's, well, I will tell you that I think that's a third act thing. That that uh, ceremony thing and the the auction. It was in the third in the first movie too. Okay. But, but, but this one is not uh, cordoned in a house. This one is two people get, get caught downtown when the purge starts and they have to make their way somewhere is how the trailer starts. Right. So I think that seems interesting because it's opened up. They have a little more money now because they made that, that movie it's made about five people who don't have dollars calendar. and a bunch of chaos in the streets I want to see I want to see some escape from New York shit but then yes. it's going to lead to some weird ceremony thing and that will be disappointing I think that's where they fail I think when I saw the first movie people finally busted in the house they got in a circle and they started chanting and whatever like what happened here can we just have <laughs> fucking people killing people just make it crazy I don't know I, that's you know, what you promise and then when you don't deliver that I'm disappointed we should make a third movie I mean we just need a camera and oh they're gonna make eight of these fuckers yeah. oh yeah the, well they're Put turned around in a year, yeah. Every year, oh, have yeah. it'll be the saw, it's the new saw, yeah, yeah. But the first one was made for three million dollars. It's hilarious I, when you go anywhere to look up the plot line for this, no matter where you go, IMDb, Apple trailers, wherever in the box where the plot lines ordinarily are. In this one, it just lists off all the producers, yeah. It's the really? weirdest thing I've ever seen, and it's like we made 90 million dollars 
on three. They're so proud of themselves that oh, they're yeah. just listing their own names yeah. instead well, it's of Michael the Bay. Here's the plot. Right? Michael Bay's one and of them. And then it's like win. the Sinister and Texas Chainsaw Reboot guys. Yeah. And it's the Insidious and Paranormal. It's all these it's people. It's like a best of. It's a super yeah. group. Yeah, really. Do you want the <laughs> all of the people I want to kill. What is it? Here you go. Yeah, yeah. read me the synopsis from a, a noted website. It's uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Tw- no, it's Wikipedia. <laughs> it's five yeah. people who don't have calendars and didn't realize the purge It's 2023, so it's a year after. The first movie. Uh-huh. A couple are driving to one of their sister's houses to wait out the purge. And guess what happens? They run out of gas. Car breaks Produced yeah. by Michael Bay. Wait. Their car runs out they of run gas. run out of gas. The purge commences. They didn't uh, know they needed to get gas Meanwhile, Captain America guy goes onto the streets purposely to get revenge on the man who killed his son. And then there's another mother and daughter and the five people all meet up to survive. The end. Okay, now go to Apple Trailers or IMDb and read me the plot line because it's just, yeah. it's produced by Michael Bay and this guy and this guy. Yeah, it's so and weird. the Blum guy. And they, uh, <clears throat> yeah. my, uh, my theory is they're just so proud that they were able to save a buck. They didn't even have to hire Ethan Hawke again. Nobody's in this movie. Can yeah. you really make a movie with Ethan Hawke in it and only spend $3 million? What's that say about Ethan Hawke? I think he's on get him the couch, <laughs> they said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens after you cheat on your wife. Uh-huh. And you know what's a really good premise for a low-budget movie? Everybody hides. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Everybody's hiding. That's a, great, that's a great premise for a low-budget movie. <laughs> the plot line is everybody's hiding. <laughs> all right, well, if all crime is legal for one night, why is everybody killing everyone? Let's not forget that all laws are suspended. What, what about some good old speeding or run out and marry yeah. a 10-year-old or Can something? Can you do anything? <laughs> If that's what you really want to see, then check out a straight-to-video companion piece Ooh. of Anarchy. It's Purge the Minor Infraction. Here's Ooh. a trailer. You've experienced the purge. Now, experience another purge. Who took the labels off these masters? I did. How will the safety inspector assure that the contents are fire retardant? It doesn't matter. There's no laws. Not during this purge! Where no one is safe. Hey, you work for the FDA. You can't stamp that green meat safe. Oh, can't I? No laws! (laughs) Where nothing is sacred. Hey, you didn't put money in that parking meter. That's right. And I'll park here as long as I like. Or at least for the next 12 hours! Where chaos reigns in the streets. I'm taking a left between three cars across four lanes of traffic, and there's nothing you can do about it! Because of the purge? No, I'm just an asshole LA driver. <laughs> it's a bit redundant. Like <laughs> it's a tale of betrayal where right and wrong have no meaning. I've heard from a friend on the board of directors at AOL Time Warner that they're about to merge with the United Dairy Farmers. Yeah, that's insider trading. Not for another eight hours, it's not! <laughs> And nobody is safe until the end of the purge. Minor infraction. You know, just because there's a purge, that doesn't mean you get to molest my livestock. Now stop screwing my goat. Shut up, old man! I got another six hours in this sweet ass! Whoa! The purge. Minor infraction. Is that, is that true, Clark? Is that true, Clark? <laughs> I thought when uh, I thought we were gonna go with uh, Law and Order, uh, that sound effect with that bit. Uh, that's when you're parodying Law and Order only. You, oh, can't, okay. you can't play that anywhere else, right? There's so many Law and Order parodies; they all go right to the. Boom, boom. I believe the other shows are parodies boom, of its boom. own show. Yeah, there you go. But I would like to speak just very briefly, briefly to the fact that apparently, if we're allowed to do anything, 
we just. I'm gonna go see a movie for free. We want to. Yeah. We want to kill people. <laughs> our natural, me. our natural inclination is just to kill people. I don't. Yeah, oh, I, I don't. How, I don't. How, how cynical! <sighs> this is the most cynical movie ever. It's like everything's fucked, fucked, fucked. Yeah, I feel like I would just like not go to work. Every, everybody's the worst. Exactly. Yeah, like I just want to stay at home all day and not be guilty at all for watching movies from morning till night or or whatever TV show you're binging on at that moment. Yeah, it makes me sad. <laughs> that people want to you're not going to well, see this no it's that there's an idea well, we, that hey if there were no laws everybody would start killing well, yes we why aren't, is that the thing we would do maybe, well, maybe we're just not following maybe we're not following the people who would be <laughs> skipping work that day the true answer is yeah exactly <laughs> that's not that interesting of a movie as I always say when we're watching movies maybe that ver- version didn't test well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two guys on the couch watching a movie like should we eat another bag of Cheetos it's oh, the purge yeah. day yeah that version didn't test well they ended up with the violence. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to our final film. New in theaters, uh, Walt Disney Pictures, the studio that brought you The Lion King, reminds you that they also brought you The Lion King to Simba's Pride <laughs> with their release of Planes, Fire, and Rescue. Charlie, let's give it a once over. All right. All right, well, when you think of fire and rescue vehicles, what immediately comes to mind? Nope. Nope. Guess again. Well, keep guessing. Uh, Go to the bottom of your guesses. Yes, it's Planes, Fire, and Rescue, the sequel to Disney's spinoff of Pixar's Cars. The first movie, given the elegant title Planes, would ultimately (laughs) lead Pixar's legal team on a frantic search for who is infringing on their intellectual property in such a ham-handed way, only to find out it was their parent company. Rumor has it the idea for this movie came about when two executives from Disney were at an air show, when all of a sudden one of them said to the other one, Hey, let's rip off cars. Fire and Rescue continues (laughs) audiences' love affair with all things wildfire fighting Related. Ah, who doesn't remember all these great quotes from the kids' favorite, Always, starring Richard Dreyfus and Holly Hunter? Boys, that's all right. You want to dance with my girl? You got a wife for your hands. That's it. That's it. Whoa, whoa. That's Such a great whoa, quote. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> 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 oh, Richard Dreyfus. Bill. That's a horrible movie. Shark in the water. I sure hope that the only quote, uh, that's the only quote we're going to hear from always. But uh, the story of Planes, Fire, and Rescue continues the tale of Dusty Crophopper. <laughs> I'm Ned Nidalong. I'm Dusty Bottoms. So together we're the Free Amigos. Who's not an old prospector, but rather a plane who, having survived all the events of the first movie, now must face an entire movie full of different events. Here's a plot. I mean, I could look them up, but you really don't want me to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a plot description from the press release. Look, kids, airplanes. You love airplanes. Well, I'll tell you there, little missy, you're mighty pretty when you're angry. Uh-huh. Oh, so you do impressions? Just that one. Okay, thank you always. <laughs> In the first planes, Dusty was a crop dusting plane that learned what it meant to be a true champion. In planes, fire, and rescue, Dusty learns what it means to be a true hero. Now, these are all good lessons to learn for sure, but how practical are they? I mean, shouldn't there be a lesson about how you don't always win and how you are not always going to be the best? Wait, I'm sorry, this is a movie about talking airplanes? I'm sorry, carry on. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's just hear a clip from this movie. A dramatic new story with a cast of the screen's greatest names. Charlton Heston. Damn! Karen Black. I'm scared. George Kennedy. My wife and son are up there in that airplane. I'm going to Salt Lake City. <laughs> Gloria Swanson. The hell with the jewelry. Let's put my book in here. Ephraim Symbolist Jr. <laughs> Susan Clark. Comedian Sid Caesar. Yeah! Myrna Loy. Yes! Linda Blair. Yes! And award-winning singer Helen Reddy as yeah! Sister Ruth. Would you be more Oh, my forgiven? God. 
of your human imperfections if you realized your best friend was yourself. That might have been Airport 75. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and if it was, Adam's all in to see this one again in the theaters. American Airlines has teamed up with Disney this time to continue the franchise with American Airlines-sponsored films entitled Planes Delayed, Planes Stuck on a Tarmac, Planes Drunk Passenger, and Planes Horrible Customer Service. <laughs> Not only is Dusty Crophopper back, but so are his friends, <laughs> which I will now name, along with some Transformers and some side effects of Accutane. <laughs> Lil Dipper, Avalanche, Mayday, Lead Bottom, Megatron... Ultra Magnus, Smokescreen, Jazz, Chills, <laughs> Night Terror, Bone Pain, Discharge, Convulsion, and Ultra Aggression. <laughs> talking planes, what will they think of next? Oh right, talking's cars, plants, bugs, toys, farm animals, stuffed animals, and stationery. Other characters include Blade Ranger. <laughs> Enough of that. And a host of vaguely racist <laughs> Indian names like Windlifter, Pinecone, and Casino Manager. <laughs> that's a bad. Uh, that's terrible. But the sister Christian was great. Yeah. Yeah, the director's name is Bob's Ganaway. It's actually Bob's Ganaway or Robert's Ganaway. His name is pluralized. I'm sorry, but I just don't trust anybody named Bob's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, always. <laughs> it's hard to believe an innocent Disney film would fire up controversy, but this film is already being disavowed by global warming deniers who believe fire doesn't exist. What's next for the franchise? Next year we'll see the release of Planes Southwest Airlines, and where a friendly group of planes will f with faces tell jokes that make all the dumb people on the plane laugh. There you go. That's Planes. <laughs> Bob. Never trust anyone with a plural for a name. I don't know. <laughs> Who names their kid Bob's or Robert's? Adams. Adams. That, it's, it's a weird thing to do. Yeah, it is. My kid will be different. Bob's, no, Bob's no, your uncle. Nobody will make fun of him in school. His name's different. <laughs> for thank, the record. Thank for you record, for Airport though, 75, by the way. Yeah. I'd like to go on record as saying I saw Always Once. Oh. And I remember enjoying Never it quite a bit. It. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. That's I saw it in the theater, and I remember thinking that was a really good movie, but I was young and... This is definitely his when first or second most forgotten movie. Right? Yeah. Sugarland Express in that. And like, Terminal, yeah. maybe, yeah. The Terminal, yeah. John Goodman, Holly Hunter, Richard Dreyfuss. Richard Dreyfuss. Starring, right. <laughs> starring Charlton Heston. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we say doesn't matter, right? Plane, kids are going to go see planes. Oh, yeah, They're going to yeah, buy yeah. planes, toys, and we're done. Are we really talking to the eight-year-olds who are like, should I go see this? All right, let me tune in the movie, guys, find out. <laughs> Uh, puke joke, puke me. joke, puke joke. Where do they get the planes for the love of God? Come on, guys. Come on, guys. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to make some theater choices here. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're casting Julie Bowens as the voice, then I'm assuming eight-year-olds are watching Modern Family, so of course they're listening to our show. Dane Cook? <laughs> eight-year-olds like Dane Cook? Oh, Dane they, love, they love the stinger. It's a good gig for Dane Cook, though. He had sure. a little bit of a dip there. A lot of bit of a dip. Because as soon as you get... People love when you get popular, but people hate when you get really popular. Like George Lucas, everybody's like, "Oh, fuck that guy!" And yeah. you know, Dane Cook. As soon as he got all up there, they're like, "Fuck that guy!" And he's like dealing with that ever since. He mentions it when he does. Oh, they're about he to, mentions it a lot. We saw him drop. They're about in. to hate Kevin Hart too. I imagine, oh. right? Don't you think he's about to be hated? I don't. 
I don't know. Yeah, maybe. He's right. He's right at the precipice. He's getting huge. So it's like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, and he's not. He's not good in a lot of the stuff. But I just saw the about last night the black version. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. He's really well directed in that. That director, Steve. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Steve will do it. Yeah. Wait, wait. Right. It's very good. But that's Kevin Hart. Yeah. Okay. So earlier in the evening, not to sidetrack, but earlier in the evening, you made a joke about that movie, and I said, I don't know that movie, and you said it's the one starring Kevin James, but it's the black version oh, did I say with Kevin, Kevin James. James. <laughs> and I'm like, there's a black version of About Last Night starring Kevin James? Uh, wanna, that wanna, is confusing. I want to see that movie. Well, Kevin Hart is the Jim Belushi in the movie, so that's yeah, yeah. perfect for him, oh, right? Yeah. That, that sort of character? Yeah, exactly. So Plains. So Dan Cook. So Dan Cook. So Who's, Julie Bowen. Who's hilarious? Yes, Dan Cook. I don't know. That's a good kid for him, though. He's not bad. It's got to pay so well. He's funny. And he appeals, he's going to appeal to all these kids. Now he's got a whole new generation he's working on right there. That is true. Yeah. Well, he he was like the first guy to master Facebook. I mean, I think he was like the first guy to. Not Facebook. No, No, earlier. MySpace. MySpace. Oh, look at me. Friendster. Too old to remember the old. Old enough to remember Friendster. Uh, But you know, this movie is not uh, Pixar because there's a fart joke in the trailer. Oh. Oh. Do they frown on fart jokes? Yeah, they just don't do them. They do, you know, usually they do other stuff. I mean, Cars Brave, 2 had some, I believe. Brave didn't fart. Brave didn't have a fart joke in it. The Oscar winning. Well, they have a, they have a penis boner joke well, in Toy Story. The, the, the boner joke? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. First time that uh, Buzz Lightyear meets the girl cowboy. His, oh, his, his things pop his up. His things yeah. pop up. Yeah. I thought Woody got a boner. That would have been the... That would have been more. Got a Woody that would have been much like, more. Yeah. On is the that Ants? That would have been Disney. <laughs> in Ants. Oh, yeah. in, in, in yeah. gets a oh, I will say there are a couple funny lines in that trailer, though, for planes that actually made me chuckle out loud. Well, the pickup truck pretty, joke is funny. Pickup truck yeah. joke and the, the, the Prius joke. I didn't hear them coming. Mm. <laughs> and the, never, mo- never the movie coming. is the story is by John Lasseter's involved yeah, in this, yeah. too. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure. they, he's not. This is not really. I'm bad. sure it'll be we a pretty good movie. We kid. We kid. But the truth is, that's all we do. We want every movie to be great. <laughs> we do. Oh, yeah, do. yeah. Of course. I, I think every movie is pretty great, actually. Yes, oh, he does. I'd like to, when we discuss Transformers, <laughs> I'd like to explain myself. Let's, uh, before we get into that, though, let's talk about uh, another couple of films out there. Uh, Hard Day's Night is having its 50th anniversary. Oh, That's never saw. Peace movie jail. Never seen it. Never seen it? Yeah. Never I've seen, seen it. it. Oh, so you're the guy. Well, well a lot of people have. Seen wait, wait. You guys know. haven't seen A Hard Day's I Night? No, we haven't. You know, I started watching it once. It was kind of hard to hear them. I have a feeling with a 5.1, like you can hear, because they're, they're, it's pre-recorded, kind of muddled, I felt. Oh, I, yeah. I could, and the How accent, is it possible when they have the greatest producer movie? in the history of movies? Movies were made differently back then. That was a pretty cheap movie. They were trying to cash in on what they assumed would be limited fame. That that, that was a quickie. To be, to, if they're the popular that year, the chances <coughs> were they were not going to be next well, year. What year was that? was just the 60, rules of music at 65, the time. 65, 66? No, it has to be earlier than that because 64. I, 64. 64. Yeah. Oh, 64. wow, yeah. Oh, the yeah. director that of Greece. That makes sense. There you go. Math. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just realized we're talking about the Beatles movie. Okay. And uh, that whole time I'm thinking, what Western is this? What Western? <laughs> a Hard Day's Night? I don't know why. It's <laughs> uh, Clint, East, that Clint Eastwood in this? No, There's no, a Clint no, Eastwood in this, right? Clint Eastwood is in a hard the day's Beatles? night. The Beatles, <laughs> hard oh hard days night. They I run guess. girls. Oh, chase like them. Spaghetti Western. Yeah, <laughs> sounds yeah. like something Clint Eastwood would. They be. run girls chase them, and I imagine it's they have an adventure. Is it like night. a spy adventure? No, no, they, they go on an adventure. They have to go. Ah, they, and I've been I don't remember it dog. well. My mom made me watch when I was very young. But uh, basically, they they end up on a farm. They're trying to find a ruby that'll help them. No, it's there's an actual story. It's amazing how goofy those movies oh, are. Oh yeah, no, and no, they no. still manage to be like this, the most well regarded. 
rock band in history. But they established, yeah, but their again. movies. They could have got lost in Goofy movies, and we never saw them Movies again. were weird back then. Yeah, they were 60s movies. Yeah. There were movies that were like these kooky movies, this laugh-in uh. movies, and they sort of pioneered. Like Help was like the prototype for like the party and right. all those sort of but things. But five years later, it, uh, so it was only five. I mean, Beatles' story is only about 10 years. Oh, I mean, yeah. Bands yeah. have been around for 40 and haven't put out shit as good as they did in 10. But by the time they transitioned into like you know psychedelic and all that stuff, they could have been. Ah, why would we welcome them into this world of crazy sixty uh, well, well, stuff when all the when they're just the goofy just, guys from Hard Day? We Night? just went over this. I mean, they didn't get the Dane Cook had ten years before people were like, "Fuck that guy." They yeah. actually their entire <laughs> careers were over before anybody was like, "Fuck them." Think anybody said "fuck the Beatles"? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, the, the government uh, people who are trying to be argumentative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. old people, old people, old oh, people. So Charlie, you're the only one. Only one that has seen this movie. Yes, and it was came out in 67? 64. 64. 64. Even better. Ten years, Goldfinger. Was there a guy in a gorilla uniform? Because not I yet. Think, I think not yet at this point. No, I know no, what you're no, talking no. about. Though. Thank you. That I would become a mainstay. I think that's in hell. Why actually. was that a mainstay in 60s movies? <laughs> not only that, guy in a monkey suit comes Dude, running through. Yeah. All they're, the way up to trading places. Probably in all, head. all the way up to 84. I, I think it's like what's new, Pussycat, or or what's I think what's new, Pussycat is one of those with like not Peter Sellers, but like you know just random crazy yeah. shit going on, and just at the end of it, it's there's just suddenly a go kart chase. <laughs> just suddenly a go kart chase. I mean, just suddenly, and it's like I don't know. They go, they, we get big actors in that. Like it was like it was like I can't remember Peter Ustinov or something. <laughs> yeah, no, right, right big for that. Yeah, in a go kart with a gorilla or whatever. <laughs> yeah. David, yeah. David Niven and Nan Margaret will David be having a perfectly Niven, good yeah. romance, and then suddenly they have to have a parachute. Adventure. It was a gorilla and a yeah. go kart with balloons tied. Yeah, right? always, always, always balloons. Always a bunch of them, not yeah. all the same color. That was a crazy time. That's for entertainment. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but it wasn't only 10 years later that we're now celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a new 4K restored version overseen by Toby Hooper going into theaters here and there. It's like I don't think it's getting a wide release, but it's it's playing here. Adam, and there. Adam just might have messed his pants. I am absolutely going to see that because that movie, <clears throat> it was so amazingly well shot. I just I, I remember when I saw it on Blu-ray the first time. That shot, there's a very iconic shot of the porch swing and the girl mm -hmm. sitting in it, and then she she walks towards the house because her boyfriend's in there, but he hasn't come out yet. And as she's walking, the camera dollies under the 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 thing, and then the house and the sky and everything. I couldn't believe on Blu-ray. See, that's. Funny, because if you would have asked me before you had just said that, I would have said, it's horribly, it's so dark, you can't see anything, but I've That's only seen VHS. it on VHS. That's VHS. I've only yeah. seen that movie on VHS. I've never seen the actual yeah. print put, it, put Someone turns the lights on. So in 4K. Much scarier, I'm yeah, sure. 4K is going to, I really want to see that in 4K. I'm excited. I, I just watched, because uh, Chainsaw 3D came out about a year ago or something. Mm -hmm. I had thought that was what else fantastic. Are they just, what else are they and doing they, on they, 4K that they're releasing shortly? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters <clears throat> for a week. Oh, is that going to be 4K? Yeah, mm -hmm. in yeah. 4K for a full week. Yeah, can't I wait think to see we're that. going to that as you can imagine. As yes. you can imagine. Yeah. We should broadcast from there. Yeah, I'm up for it. Oh, that's a good idea. Let's do a to and from yeah. for Ghostbusters. I mean, hey, you know, for as big a fan of Ghostbusters as this show and Karen is, like that's that deserves a to and from, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, we might have even done one last time. I think we, it came to theaters for like a when one did day. It, come or, to it came to like a one day or down at ArcLight because yeah, ArcLight pulls oh, out Arclight's. every year. Yeah, but this is going to be an official. Good for them. Big one. Uh, but let's get on to uh, our guest. Okay. Let's get some Charlie time here and talk about uh, what Mr. we talk about with every guest who comes on the show. Uh, what is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, geez. Um, it depends. I love this question, and I hate this question. Most people do. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you why. Because I, at any given moment, I can give you ten different answers, 
mm, and every different is, genre is a different answer. And that is also a standard response from people in your seat. Um, <laughs> my favorite. What I uh, see. See the problem. Do you meet up sometimes? Because I, I want to say something about favorite movies because I realized something this week. Uh, that that you're you're right, and everybody that comes on is right. That there's yeah some there, like for example, I would say you or I might say Raiders of the Lost Ark, or some weeks I'd I say will. Star Wars. But there's such a no brainer about that that doesn't make me interesting that I like Star Wars, you know. But uh, but as as a so as a favorite movie, like I just watched Field of Dreams this week, yeah. and I'm like, it just did while I was watching. I'm like, this is my favorite movie. Yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. That's but what I'm I saying. Never say that, but I'm like, you know what? There's there's, there's like ten my top ten. I'm gonna archive them and start answering differently. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, re- anyway, recently, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say recently, I think my most favorite movie has been Looper. Oh, you Just in like the Looper. last couple of years, really for some good. reason, that that movie just hits it for me on all different cylinders. It's just That's every, a great film. It's a great film, and when you get down to it, though, it's three people on a farm. It's a futuristic movie about time travel and, and you know, hunting down yourself, but it ends up being just a, a pretty standard story about a mother and a son and a guy trying to protect them. Ryan Johnson, he'll make a good Star Wars movie? He's oh, going to make a great oh, Star Wars oh, oh, movie. I, think I, so too. I don't he is a meticulous a, a meticulous writer, a meticulous director and and I don't see any you don't it's hard to go wrong when somebody is caring that much that's about the, everything that goes into it. That's the thing. With Looper, if there is a typical Looper that could have been done, like oh. he was making the. A- anti- you what's know. the Christian you Hadenson movie? You all heard movie. the story of Looper. I'm making something a little different. What's that's that what it ha- like. What's that Christian Hadenson movie where he jumps around? Oh, oh Jumper. 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 Um, th- that- <laughs> that's not that guy's name, but I don't know what it is. Christian Hadenson. It deserves to be what no, I just said. He I wish does I, have a superpower. He really can make something suck while he's on really screen. Really badly. To a powerful level. Like most people can be directed, he cannot. He lost. No director. Doug Lyman can't make him interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's, 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 uh, so recently I would say that. But, you know, like I think when what made me start really loving movies, my first favorite movie of all time I think was Trainspotting. Mm. That was the movie that I kind of went from being 14 to being like an actual adult thinking about how movies are made, why they're made, why they're doing stuff. And I don't know why that movie caught me. But Charlie I, has Charlie has a lot of funny things memorized. Go ahead, give us the. <laughs> <laughs> he can do the whole opening. You can translate anything Begbie says. I'd love to hear it. Cause <laughs> I don't know what the dude, the hell that guy says the whole movie. So that 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 movie really like. So my, my most recent favorite movie is Looper, and my uh, first favorite movie I think was Train Spotting. And we'll... But the one you've watched the most, I would say, as your roommate, is oh. Sixth Sense, right? No. I'm not Sixth Sense. Um, Fifth Element. Oh, I love The Fifth Element, too. People but come in here and they love that movie, I and it just <laughs> does not connect with me. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's something about uh, her being you know, oh, well, that, adorable. That doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt. And uh, yeah. Bruce Willis at the top of his I'm Going to Save the World. And yeah. uh, He's a superhero. That's when... Um, and Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's so great. good. Gary Oldman's so good. It's like such a ridiculous role that he makes believable and watchable. The humor didn't connect with me. No? No, nah, it was too you weird. It's like a French guy was you trying to be funny. You should watch it with me. I don't know. <laughs> well, Ian Holm was super annoying in that movie. I wish he was like Yeah, a, he sputters a lot in that movie. Yeah. But I think he's just a sputterer. He sputtered a lot as Bilbo, too. Yeah, he sputtered as Polonius. Sputtering school of acting. Yeah, really. He went to the sputtering school of acting. You want to sputter like Ian Holm and Derek Jacobi? Come to the sputtering school of acting. Yeah, he really does sputter a lot. 
But uh, so for the most part, and and then the, you know anything Jason Bateman's in, anything Ewan McGregor's in, I'm in. That's, those are my favorite two actors. Yeah, what a weird uh, like you can't pin Ewan McGregor down to anything. He's no, in, he's in no. Star Wars, and you still probably don't even think of him in that. Like, no, dude, if I, right? You said Ewan McGregor, I immediately thought of like Moulin Rouge. Sure, and mm. I thought of uh, well, Train another Spotted. one of my favorite movies, Excess Baggage. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Excess ba- Baggage is with uh, <laughs> Benicio Del Toro oh. and Alicia Silverstone. That's a title I cannot separate from the one I'm thinking of, which uh, is also Danny Boyle, right? The first one. Oh, Life Less Ordinary. Life Less Ordinary. Oh, Life Less Ordinary. That's Cameron Diaz. Oh, that's right. That, that is. is Cameron Diaz. With, uh, that's a, see that's that. a weird movie. They needed a Latino lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Diversity. Yeah. If anybody would like to join me, I'd like to watch like all of Danny Boyle's movies. I, some, I will. Some I'll, weekend. I probably could quote him from beginning to end. To start There's with that. There's so many I haven't seen. Got to see the beach. Haven't seen the beach. You haven't seen the beach. Haven't seen the beach. Wow. Haven't seen. Neil McGregor was supposed to be in that. Haven't seen Money, or is that what it's called? The one with the kid? millions. Millions. Haven't seen millions. Haven't oh, seen yeah. Twenty Eight Days Later. I don't think. I saw that in the yeah. theater. I'm not a big fan of horror movies. I saw it in the theater at the end of a long day. I fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> So I now I woke up at the end. In 28 days later, you fell asleep. I know. I know. I was that That's tired. like the loudest zombie movie <laughs> ever. Oh, I woke up. <laughs> and it got loud, and then I fell right back asleep. Yeah. Was I with you? Did you no. just fall asleep? No, I saw it at the Village in Chicago, or I didn't see it at the Village in Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> as the case may be. Well, now you're directing, right? I am. So you're. Directing I have. And I thought that you were just editing until you told me you were directing this whole no, no, uh, yeah. piece. And I'll explain what's up. There's a new box set of. Films and extras and bonus uh, things for uh, Richard Lewis and his kind of encompassing some highlights of his career, and it's coming out on September 2nd. You work directly with him mm-hmm. to make a documentary called uh, This, what is it called? The House of a Lifetime. House of a Lifetime. That goes yeah. over his Hollywood Hills home. Tell us about that place. Well, originally, it didn't start out. This started out as a favor. Um, he has collected over the course of his career thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of art uh ever anything that's collectible i mean from you can't see any of the walls in you can't place see the walls they're, they're everything covered. top to bottom is top covered. to bottom is and it's mm. an amazing and it's document. even better than it was uh, his new wife cleaned it up and like actually put like you know nice even spaces like before it was like Jammed anarchy <laughs> yeah like everything and nothing was even um and so what he did want to do is he wants to move eventually soon, and in order to do that, he needs to get rid of all the stuff because it's like thousands and thousands of pieces of art. So what initially I was hired for was to kind of just document what was on the walls, like a nice, nice looking home movie. Almost, a nice looking right? home yeah. movie, so he could and he Pro. like like he would explain it, so he can an insurance show. video. Yeah, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> in case the place go. burns He's down. Yeah, in. there's 27 pictures on this wall. Here's what they look like. <laughs> so um, it started like that, and then as uh, as we got to know each other better, and he would you know the first time I went over to his house, he was nowhere to be found. I was just like walking around Richard Lewis's house with a camera shooting stuff. And then, you know, every successive time, he would hang around a little bit longer and I'd start saying whispering things like, "Oh, you know, it'd, it'd be great to, you know, hear a couple stories about this." A couple weeks later, he called, "Ka, you know, it's uh, why don't you come and and uh, maybe I'll tell you a couple stories about this stuff." And then uh, oh yeah. yeah, let me play one. Yeah, let sure. Give, let me give you a little taste of uh, one of the stories he tells about some of the stuff in his house. Come around here. This is just something that I'm proud of. This is a little shot from on the set of Robin Hood Men in Tights, and Nell signed it. Yeah. A neurotic Jewish storm. I'll take it. 
That's a, that's a good summation of Richard Lewis. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yeah. So it, it kind of became this cohesive working environment where, like, you know, eventually he was like, why don't you come over and I'll do an entire house tour. And I was like, well, this is blowing my mind now because now it's started to get into – a, you know, an hour and a half long tour, and then the next time I would go over, and he'd put all new pictures up on the wall, and we'd have to go through the whole house again, and they just would trade out some of them. We'd go over again, and and then um, he called me one day and he said, "Great news! Uh, the I'm, I have a box set that's potentially coming out. They want to do a documentary on me, but I said no. I already have a guy doing a documentary on me. The distributor's coming to look at it tomorrow." <laughs> And I said, he said, don't touch it, leave it, let it be. Just don't, don't edit a thing. Just let him see what we got. And I was like, uh-huh, sure. You're Richard Lewis. Of course I'm going to listen to you. Click. I, like, basically shit my pants. Thought, this is like, I, you know. I, it's still I, like a home movie at that point. It's, it's not ready exactly for no music a home or anything. Movie at that yeah. point. There's no voice or there's nothing. There's yeah. no theme to anything. And so um, at that moment, I basically sat down and and put together as much as I possibly could uh, in 24 hours until the awesome. it, so I, I put about a 12 minute clip together of him starting in the beginning of the house and going through a little bit and uh, this this distributor Jonathan Gross ended up being like the best guy to ever watch it he watched it and he said oh no 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 I, I love it first off we're, we're taking it and I was like well this this is like too good to be true and he said but now, you know, if you do more, don't be afraid to, like, let stuff breathe and, and open it up more and, you know, show us the pictures and have, like, the opposite of what usually when a bigger company gets involved, they say, cut it down and take all that artistic shit mm -hmm. out. So it really was, you know, and we had every opportunity to kind of do and tell the story how we saw fit. So any of the... Well, that's wise, because if you're buying this box set, you're already in for listening to Richard Lewis talk. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? So yeah, let the yeah. man talk. Let you know? the man talk. Don't, you don't have to and then the it. And then the pictures that we figured out we weren't going to be able to hear the stories of or, you know, it's after a certain amount of time, it's, you know, it's just hard to keep listening to the same kind of thing. So we were able to put all of those pictures you don't see in, like, montage sound-ups with music, great music, and... Um, in between everything, yeah, so it's crazy it, overview. The, this what this version is is a forty-five minute kind of tour, um, a DVD extra that you get to watch. It's like just a added bonus for this for this uh, box set, which is called Bundle of Nerves. That's available. Another great name. A bundle, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <that's a great laughs> totally. Name. And it's got his. Does it got his Carnegie? It's it's uh, it's show got in um, it? magical mystery tour, magical magical misery, misery tour. tour. Yeah. <laughs> it's got Diary of a Young Comic. And it's got uh, drunks, drunks, which are three. Have you seen drunks? I have. I've seen. Well, I'm a, sure you probably watched. Everything. I've seen everything. It's I like have a, not seen it. I mean, I'm a, yeah, that's the one to see. I right? am now a Richard Lewis completist, and and almost <laughs> in weird. Ass the wrong guys. Was it oh yeah, the wrong no. Guys? Hey, I saw that in What's the theater. By the way, I love that. My the sister and I used to watch that movie. Like my sister yeah. used to be able to Louis quote Anderson? it from beginning to end. Why <laughs> that Richard movie? Lewis? I don't know. Frank well, before before we get too off. Onto sure, that. Sure. I wanted to ask a. Uh, this is the question I was alluding to earlier. Oh yeah, yes. oh yeah, yeah. Lee, to that. Lee has Lee had a question. Had a question. Oh, okay. Um, because I know you. <laughs> <laughs> because I know you've directed other things, and Paul Paul said something that, even as a film student, when I was a film student, and I've made movies, and I've always wondered what you it made is. Pocket change theater yeah. with me and uh, my what, university yeah. television. What does it mean? Um, 
what does it mean to direct a documentary and what's the difference between because you've actually directed me i've actually been mm-hmm. in stuff that you've directed and so i understand the, the paradigm and the dynamic of directing an actor but for you what is directing a documentary uh that's a great question you've directed I, a I, bunch of them actually i have i've ended up it uh, is a good question direct, isn't it? so <laughs> i had it in from a, the beginning in a sense docu- documentary directing ends up being shaping what gets on camera in a way where you know that the story will be able to be told in unison with each other. It's mostly in post, right? Well, a lot of a lot of choices come in post. And shooting for post. Shooting for Knowing post. Knowing what you're getting that you so can So a lot you know, of like a lot of my suggestions um, to Richard were stop whining. <laughs> were uh, geared in kind of the sense of what I thought ultimately would go together with the rest. So it, not, you know, knowing when not to, sometimes it's knowing when not to push on something when it'll come naturally, when, you know, not to push anything. You know, here's a great example of something that didn't work out. I, after this got, you know, picked up, thought, I got to go back and reshoot every single picture in this house. Steady, shot nicely, right direct on, so there's no glare. And so I... <laughs> Call them up. I said, I need your house. I need like probably 16, 20 hours. I'm going to come four different times, four hours at a time, take every single picture, place it down. And I did it, shot everything again. And then I got back into the editing suite thinking, I have everything perfectly now. And I started putting those in, and it looked horrible. It was not nearly as interesting as the initial angles I kind of caught with him there. Because it had a little light to it. it. it you were doing it while light. he was, was talking doing about it. him. Yeah. In my first couple walkthroughs while he was talking behind me, yeah. you know, he was just following me around talking and talking and talking, which is where I started as being like, why don't you just say this? But he was, you know, you never, you never, you don't want to bother an actor if they're not prepared. You don't, you know, if somebody's not prepared to do something and they really don't want to, pushing them isn't going to ultimately get you what you want. So it's, it's, Trying to figure out the best way to get what you want out of your circumstances, which is and ends up being the same thing as directing actors, except you're not exactly directing the words that are written on a page. You're directing kind of this idea of what the words on a page might become. Yeah, if that answers that That's question. That's a great answer. <laughs> Let's listen to him and talk about some more of the stuff he's got the, in his hollywood that was kind of lofty (laughs) (laughs) i started at this club in 1971 the improvisation 44th and 9th no longer there and uh david gar who passed away a famous rock photographer i saw this in the new york times he i bought it and this is one of my idols uh john lennon standing in front of the club where i got my start and you can see close here Andy Kaufman, who played the congas in his act, you can see that he's waiting to go on, or he has his props back there. It's an astonishing picture. You forget 45 years in the business, right? Yeah. For him. So oh, yeah. there's probably a lot of, well, this place is no longer there. Yo, <laughs> yeah, and, and then on the on some of his walls, there's just like a cover of a Rolling Stone of a picture he liked of Jimi Hendrix. That's like framed with like a beautiful frame. And he's like, uh, this isn't worth anything. I just liked it. Yeah. It's so it's, with the rest of it, which yeah, might be... Well, he does have to live there. Oh, my favorite yeah. Surrounded with stuff you like. My favorite is because I was such a David Letterman fan. Like, I was a little obsessive, like, David Letterman, you know, 13-year-old. Like, I just wanted to be David Letterman so bad. And I remember that Rolling Stone cover that he has on his wall twice I had on my wall. 
And I just thought that was so cool. He has oh, two cool. different uh, two different shots. David Letterman made, did a smiling and a frowning one. Yeah, for and he has both of them framed up and down. And, and it's, it's, I think Dave signed. I you know you can't yeah, read. I, you so. just, I didn't have. I, I even though I had all the time in the world, I feel like still I didn't have a lot of time to personally inspect anything. You're always looking through a camera, so mm-hmm. changes kind of your spe- perspective on. Well, he's uh, met like everybody, right? He knows everybody. Yeah, he has uh, some amazing stories about hanging with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones Jesus. and 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 just I mean, I hope personally that we continue. I mean, the documentary isn't over. And he's a music fan too. So oh, he's yeah. friends with Ringo Starr, you know. I mean, yeah, you know, I saw you pictures like, of Robert Plant and everything. Oh, and oh yeah. He has yeah. like the first the I am a golden god picture of yeah. Robert Plant where that phrase On came over from. Sunset, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so but like I said, the the documentary almost isn't over. He constantly calls or emails and says, Oh, what if we keep doing this and um this right now, this form that it's in is kind of a DVD extra for this box set. But I, you know, if he wants to keep going, I have no problem continuing to follow him on this journey of getting rid of all of this stuff. I mean, there he's, is a. Uh, he's going to sell a bunch of it, right? He's yeah, going to auction. Well, he's got to document at, that. You at know, Naris, going? He's going to auction at Neris, uh, the, the music association. He's going to auction off uh, some of his most expensive pieces to uh, alcohol recovery. So all of the money profited there will go towards that. But, you know, actually catching him on camera physically having to let go of some of these amazing collector items. Yeah. Oops. That means is, that means so much to him. That means I mean, so like, much to him. It's like walking through his life is the cool thing about this documentary. Yeah, it's just it's, it's going to be it's, tough to give away. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm prepared to continue to be on this journey and... Uh, if if it continues, which is really cool. I mean, that what we got right now is impressive to a degree that I didn't think somebody would be able to 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 get. But I mean, he did it, and he almost did it in like such a with such ease. I can't. It's 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 hard. If I tried to collect all this stuff, I feel like it'd be work. Whereas in a sense, this is almost was just like such an easy thing for him to do is to get all of these pieces of history and it really is it is a museum yeah. it's it documents a lot of life and a and lot of house, people's life and a lot of work and art and it, it's very impressive house of a lifetime that'll it be is. in the richard lewis bundle of nerves <laughs> uh box set on uh another Sep- among other places amazon on yeah, september 2nd amazon on september, september 2nd. 2nd very cool so you're done so with great. it right? it's out in the world it this no version of between now and september 2nd no more posts between okay. now and september 2nd this <laughs> this is this is done and ready to go yeah they needed it a couple months ago already oh cool all right, well, let's get on to what we do here every week. What did you see this week? <laughs> what did you see this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, the big one that I saw with Paul, and I know Charlie also I saw, saw, so that we could talk about it. It's time to play anti-review, right? Because we're pretty much against everybody on this one. I had a weird weekend. I saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes Ooh. and I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Ooh. And I saw what we're, what you're referring to, Transformers, Age of Extinction, uh, and I liked it more yeah. than I thought I would. I liked it IMAX, a lot. IMAX 3D. Oh my god, IMAX 3D is the I mean, only way to movie. It is the weird. best Transformers movie, right? Yes. It is! Yes, okay, and, 100%. And, and I'm, I'm a little poisoned because I told you I had the three uh, movies and I had never watched two of them a second time. I never watched two three a second time and so right or should you well but but you know me i like to ramp up to a movie it's ramp up some it's mm-hmm. summer ramp up 
And and so I we watched one, two, and three, and I was just like so depressed. You yeah, know, he really was depressed. Thing, I watched him with him. I really liked the first three movies. I mean, not like really like, but I will I mean, watch them again. I'll go for the first one again. I I'll think I saw that twice. twice I don't, right? I like I don't the mind one. the other the, those the first. Yeah, three. I have no idea There's what's going. There's something on. depressing about them. Are you do you are you really wanting to know exactly what? But going I was on? happy to know what was going on well, in this new true, one. The most coherent true. of the bunch is this fourth. Yeah, one. I'd like anyway. the fourth one. I think one of the great strengths of it is it's a problem that sort of. Uh, the 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 very existence of the Transformers mythology that they exist and that they're made of a substance which has a thing, the whole plot springs from that, and that's the whole plot. It it, it, it everything is tied into that. Whereas in Transformers, by the third one, I'm standing up in the living room shouting at the TV. Uh, because well, those movies were about Shia LaBeouf. There's like fucking 25 minutes of Shia LaBeouf getting a job and his girlfriend getting a job and she didn't like his boss. And we're 45 minutes into it. And I'm like, what? What are you doing with my tra- what? Are, what are all these people doing in my Transformers movie? Yeah. Is what I shot. Well, at. that's when I, that's when I when I saw you at the screening. I told you I got ramped up by watching a 20 minute supercut that's online. It's just robots fighting robots. Oh, they that's cut out yeah. they, from all three movies. Only the scenes where robots fight other robots. Is it only 20 minutes? Yeah, that's all that they could cut together. Yeah, I, I feel like yeah, the fourth. To give this, you an idea of this how this fourth movie is almost two of two hours and forty five minutes, it's like two hours and twelve minutes is just robots fighting. Yeah. Lee, do you think you might go see Transformers? <laughs> hey, Matt. I told you before. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, the only Transformers we, I've seen. I'm turning you around. To is, going to see Transformers? Wait, you don't want to see my movie? Is uh, <laughs> let's go, bro. Come on. I play, it's playing everywhere. I have a daughter in it. It's everything. It's really cool. Every time I see a Transformer trailer, I, I want to go see it. Um, but I've never really actually. Seen a Transformer. You ever seen I, one of them? But every time Don't I worry see about a trailer, it. This is the only one you need to see. Every time I see a trailer, I'm like, this looks like it might be the greatest movie I've ever It's right, really seen. cool. All right. Let's let's tick off the great things about it. Uh, uh, first of all, that, that Transformer that's the assassin, he's like the oh, Boba Fett of Transformers. Cool. I forget what they called him, but it's like... Face guy? Yes. Face gun? Awful, terrible. He's like the government's asset. Terrible man. Scar kill No, no, he had... Something. No, no, because uh, Optimus <laughs> Prime actually knew him. He was like, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Not that guy. Scar kill. So, so, go with <laughs> Scar kill. So Scar kill's like, like the... He's the Boba Fett of the movie, and it's face gun really boom. fun. But then the other thing... <laughs> face gun. Face gun boom. <laughs> the, other, the other great thing about it uh, well, obviously, having Mark Wahlberg there is great. Yeah. Upgrade, fact, upgrade. Yeah. The uh, fact that it, totally. And the fact that he finds Optimus Prime and people come looking for it, it's just all tied in. There's no loose ends. The plot generates itself and keeps itself moving, and it is just an efficient storytelling machine. Now, people somehow seem to think this story is invalid, but I say about those critics that I've heard, because this has got like a 13% tomato meter on that site that uses fruit. I hate Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know why anybody goes and refers rev- to it. Using fruit instead of I, I had a, boners. I had a good idea. <laughs> it's a fake fruit at that. I, I actually had an interesting thought the other day when I was thinking about dumb movie critics. Anytime you're angry with something, you're much more apt to go complain or write or say something about it yes. than when you're happy. Ten people happy people do not yeah. go on the internet and write how happy they are unless you're a douchebag and you've posted everything to Facebook. But I mean People who hate stuff, people who don't like stuff, or people who are given an opinion when they shouldn't, quickly run and write how smart their opinion was. And usually it's a bad one. Let me give you an example. Because I went to negative, Rotten Tomatoes negative, and I pulled I some of these things. Fuck these guys. Uh, yeah, well, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. so much. And so 
Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is dopey. Name but a movie the they've said is good. Or what make it dopey. Well, no, they'll get 98% behind something, and it will be good, but you know. And I want to make this a segment sometime where we go on this even longer, but where we goof on these critics. Reviewing they the critics. Yeah. They need to be reviewed. Critics of the critics. Review the fucking Here's critics. Clayton David's blurb from oh, awardcircuit.com. Thank you. By the way, I'm we've mentioned Kevin this before. Smith and Jay these guys. Go beat everybody <laughs> up. <laughs> you Clayton just, David's? Just go through these people. You will realize there is no more Roger Ebert. We've oh, talked about no. it. There's no one to replace him. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. You mean somebody who actually and, and, thought and, of a movie and is, bef- and is and an I, accessible writer. And I have yeah, to say, well. not only do I hate a lot of these reviews, but this comes from a place where I was so happy. Here, I mean, here we are talking about movies because we we did this before we pressed record. We would just this is us, right? Yeah. So so, and I always thought there would be a democratization of <laughs> reviewing. There has been a democratization, but it's like everybody's allowed to do Here's it. Here's Clayton's so. blur. Okay. How dare you, Michael Bay? How dare you? How dare you? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> what Michael Bay have you been watching? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> it's a good way to put it. Like, right? What was he expecting Michael Bay to do? What the hell? Yeah. Rotten Rot- Rot- Tomatoes thought you wanted to know the uh, the opinion of Kirk Baird of the Toledo Blade, <laughs> who says, even by the low IQ standards of three previous Transformers films, Transformers Age of Extinction is grave and exceptionally stupid with a plot as bewildering and incoherent as a caffeinated five-year-old's explanation of the multiverse theory. Written before he went in. Yeah, he yeah. didn't see that movie. Because that's, that's, like that's the, the Michael Bay review you give the movie, even whether you saw it or not. But that I have that tell you I have no idea what happened in Revenge of the Fallen. I have no idea what happened in Dark of the Moon. But I can tell you, this is about Very the simply. assassin hired by the government to wipe out Autobots after they destroyed Chicago. Everything, all and then you've got Yeah, and then you've got uh, like one and then love subplot and something else. That's yeah. it. And Stanley that's Tucci Stanley invents Tucci's new Transformers. Great, by the way. Which that's are the bad just guys. great. Stanley Tucci should be in everything. There's an upgrade. He's, great, right? He's so good. He was so funny through the whole movie consistently. You know what else gets an upgrade is the comic performances. Because yeah, T.J. Miller a, should get a huge T.J. Miller, he, Tom, uh, Tom first, Lennon. Oh, Tom Lennon was great, Very too. funny yeah, in it. Yeah. Even Kelsey Grammer added some Kelsey gr- gravitas. Great. Absolutely. Gravitas. And even Stanley Tucci's funny. And John Goodman voicing yeah, one, John of Goodman. The, Hound. one of the Transformers <laughs> is better than the uh, we'll step and fetch it thing. They oh, got absolutely. The horrible, horrible yeah. voices. We're still in there from... a little bit. The little... Now, in, in one of these reviews I read, okay, and because I thought the Autobots were really well formed. There was the guy that was the, you know, the guy that's ready to get in there and kick ass. And then there's the heavy hitter like uh, yeah. John Goodman. And then there's the samurai guy who turns into a nice I still sleek don't car. get why they have nationalities but keep going yeah <laughs> I didn't get that in the first but, movie but when they were like talk kind of like black exploitation and like it was so weird I don't but, it, but in another review clearly written before the movie of course, he said, oh, and it wouldn't be a Transformers movie without some racist representation like Ken Watanabe as the samurai car well, you're allowed to be a samurai. Yeah, that, yeah. Especially that's if not, you're Asian. How yeah. many cars are Japanese? Yeah. Like most of them? <laughs> well, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> to, to those who say rape culture is a myth, oh, we Jesus say behold Christ. Transformers 4. Says Tara Brady of the Irish she Times. She didn't watch this movie either. Who gets raped in the movie? I don't. In the summer movie. I don't remember rape. He, oh, the viewer? Rape? I don't know what she's trying to say. <laughs> rape or. Rape, rape or. The, uh, well, rape. I think she's I talking about the purge. <laughs> Uh, and even then, Jersey Boys, I just want to say also, here's the guy that says, Eastwood's, this guy liked it, Mark Hoban, super reviewer. Mm-hmm. Eastwood's Jersey Boys falls closer to traditional music industry biopics like Ray and Walk the Line, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what? But it, it curiously avoids all the drugs that Ray and Johnny Cash did and makes it a more effective movie. But yeah. So what movie just, is he watching? I just thought of a great... Uh 
A great website would just be you get two reviews, some one negative and one positive, and like you just read them both and you ascertain what you, what you might like out of it. But it, I almost you know, like the reviews are never even the who. And, never mind. And, I'm and, just, but it's, but and here's and here's where tra- Transformers succeeds, and this is my grand theory that I've come up with by reading reviews like this. You are watching the movie wrong. There's a right way to watch yeah. a movie, right? These guys are watching the movie wrong. You know, I mean, there's a way to watch the movie where, I mean, it's it's never it never claims to be something that it doesn't fulfill. It's it's you know, I'm, you buy I'm, into the game of it. I, I understand. I I'm almost thinking that critics are writing them this way to get. Put on Rotten Tomatoes. They're not looking to to well, represent for any press. He's they're, the super a, critic. No, no, they're looking to be because because this guy from Toledo. How else do you get on well, to sure. Rotten Tomatoes unless you say why Michael Bay or or I got raped by this movie? Like this is like Sarah Silverman comedy. Like in the sense of the only way. Guess what? I'm famous now. I got a crit. You know my critics. Review stuff is used. This on guy this just website. wanted to drop the multiverse theory on us. Yeah, if you didn't know, is the hypothetical set. Of he sounds like a guy who's never gotten laid before. Yeah. yeah, which Michael Bay movie? Where's everybody going to to look? Which at? one and did I, he make? Did it was, was it an American Beauty? I can't remember. What is he comparing it I, now, to? You know, these, these are critics. <laughs> th- these are the sort of critics that they would say that would criticize. Was it a Bad Boys Two then? <laughs> Would criticize the sculpture for not being a painting. Yeah, that, like, how do you like yeah, this sculpture? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like not that. a painting. Well, I, all right, but you know, as a sculpture goes, is it a Because it's a Michael Bay movie. Does it succeed at being a? And by the way, uh, Michael Bay. Nobody makes Michael Bay movies anymore. He's the only one left now. When he came out, that was everything. Bruckheimer, there yeah, was Con yeah, Air, Tony, all this Tony shit. Scott and they and... all sort of looked trashy. And he wasn't very good at making them. I didn't think at the time. I don't like Armageddon. I don't think that's a very good movie. And I don't even appreciate it on a really? Michael Bay level. Not that much. That movie is. That movie's bullshit. Which one? Uh, I cry every Boys, time at the end. Boys listed I cry a bunch. I forgot which one. Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon. Come on. When Bruce Bad Willis, Boys 2 is Bruce great. Willis sends Ben Affleck up, you're not shedding a tear when he's like, no, you're letting him go take care Paul of my daughter. I, Paul and I did play the uh, the uh, Michael Bay <laughs> You dream. know what I'm talking about. I shed a tear every time. Maybe you were just, the, that, that's <laughs> like your Adam Sandler age. When that came out, what, what year was that, 99? Look, I was I was of an age to appreciate Armageddon. I just didn't. <laughs> no, we were going to say we did play the American did, flag drinking game. We did the, 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 oh, the Michael Bay one. game is you drink, and I'm going to do this when this comes out. This is the perfect one for it. First of all, you salute and drink every time you see a flag. You're you're going to get drunk already on that. They're everywhere. Are they really? Oh, you're going to drink every time Formers every time the sun sets. Drink. Oh, great! <laughs> every time someone is seen from a low angle. Drink. I'm drunk already. I'm Every time you see slow motion, drink. I can Boom. Think of like, That's it. That's you, the Michael Bay after game. Tra- you're going to be dead after Transformers 4. Oh, I can't wait to play that. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> oh, and then just quick shout out to Steve, uh, Steve, Biodo- Bi- Steve Biodorowski from Cinefantastique who said, Of Maleficent, the goofiest film version of classic literature since A Scarlet Letter was freely adapted from Nathaniel Hawthorne in 1995. Uh, he also liked Prince of Persia and Doom. So there you go. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what his review on Maleficent was? Yeah. Which is a, a better That was than just a fancy way to say that he's either a 14 year old or a 29 year old who's never been uh, with a woman. <laughs> Can I just say one more thing that really appealed to me? <laughs> oh, about Transformers this movie. 4? About Transformers? Who's that actor in the trench coat? 
Oh yeah, they, oh, yeah, they have yeah. got one of these Luc Besson bad guys. He's or, great though, or, or, or Robert else? Mark Kamen bad what guys. Else is he in? Look up his name. He's got a yeah. very Jamie, he's in something. He's got a he very British name like something. Trevor. Or something. He was just Trevor's a British Steve name. Steve Trevor or, or Trevorrow, Colin Trevorrow. No, right? That, that's, that's not okay. But it might as well be. <laughs> That's the director. That's the director of Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? Look at me. I just have shit floating around. <laughs> yeah. I just, you just made. He up. is answering a question from a half hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> from a half hour ago. <laughs> this Shut man, up. Raymond, am I using you? So by wiping the cast clean and rebooting it, great move. I love it. And it's action city. You want an action oh movie in the God. summer? I mean, it's out of hand. The, the you know what the other thing is? Is they did any any thick backstory they went into they only took three minutes in between big action stuff which i really kind of like because adam pointed out a, when we were watching transformers 3 there really is like 40 minute chunks of him and his job him and his don't job you, don't you give a shit about that well, and then, then i, wonder, at, I hope he gets the raise then there's also a glaring inconsistency because <laughs> he's at college and apparently transformers can turn themselves into people into and women dropped oh i and know never well, again. Yeah. Fuck that when, too yeah. that is the they worst can only turn into hot move. hot girls apparently yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean i had a problem with them turning into a flat screen tv I'm yeah like, that's yeah, a little much but if they're turning into people that changes the entire world thing whole different movie yeah whole different they got to be like movie. It could be anybody. Nothing but it that. could be anybody. Brett Ratner directed that sequence. <laughs> <laughs> is it Titus Welliver? It is. Titus Welliver. Oh, wow. British. That's, what, he's not British? That's the man in black. Is he Lost. Games of Throny? What is oh. he in? Lost. He's in Lost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is he in? I would have kept watching if I knew he would show up. Yeah. But he is such yeah. a, you know, he's such a, like, kiss of the dragon type Luke Besson sort yeah, of yeah, knockoff yeah. transporter bad guy. Remember the transporter bad guy? Like, all those oh, bad guys yeah, are the best. Rules. I like that. Wait, let's go over a couple <laughs> yeah. other things we, we might have. Uh, like let's go over a couple other things we might have seen because time's oh, going to okay. tick away. We only got a few more minutes. Uh, I saw a Dom. Oh, here, leave. Yeah, Lee. Oh no, I you didn't see Transformers though. I, I did not see Transformers. I saw Dom what did Hemingway. You see this week? Oh yeah, Dom Hemingway, the Jude oh, Law movie. That's Jude Law being a Jude total Law, scumbag, right? Total. Yeah, he's like playing his mid fifties. Uh, they messed his nose up. He's got thinning hair. He's a big fighter. It is. A very well-made, uh, uh, very British play. I mean, the opening soliloquy is probably about, f it's one shot, it's a slow push-in, it's just him, and he's talking about his cock. How beautiful, <laughs> how and it's uh, probably six minutes long. Amen. Six minutes, one shot, one take, and uh, you just know it's that, I mean, it's that it's a very, I mean, I wish movies were made like that. It reminded me of Train Spotting in the sense of you had yeah. these, you know, you know, just great, long, wonderfully written. I mean, he's just like a poet. Everything he says, he says seven different ways. Well, it's yeah. Richard Shepard who made The Matador, which yeah. we're big champions of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Matador. the Matador is great. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I kind of, I was watching, you know, I was flicking around and I was like, I'll buy this movie because I want to watch it really badly. And I really, it, it. It's such. It's a very indie movie. You know, it's it, we're not. You're not watching. There's no giant things that go on. There's no payoffs to anything. It's just this character's kind of little journey right after he gets released from prison after being there for 12 years, and it's probably like four weeks of his life. That's it, at the most. Even maybe it's just the first week that he's kind of getting out of there. But I thought it was Jude Law. I mean, he did a great job, and it's you know I wouldn't say he, didn't, a, he didn't make me cry. But have you seen The Hunting Party? There's another no. Richard Shepard movie you no, should look up no. with uh, Richard mm. Gere and Terrence Howard. Hmm, Great really? film. Jesse Eisenberg, one of his first roles. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, it's really good. I haven't caught up with Richard Shepard. And if I I'm wrong that it's not Richard Shepard, then I'll punch myself. The Hunting Party? Sure. The Hunting Party, yeah. 
All right, I don't know why I wrote down Richard Gere. I was just, you were talking. I he's, wrote in down no, Richard he's, in, Gere. he's in the hunting. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying. You, but that won't I, help you get the movie. I don't want to write Richard, Richard Gere. Gere's name down on a piece of paper. That's unnecessary information. <laughs> I watched. Uh, uh, speaking of Richard Gere, I saw an officer and a gentleman last night. Oh, is that your first time? <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I have par- nowhere to go. I know. I know. It's one of the ones my parents dragged me to the theater for. Mm. It's not a good movie for an 11 year old. But no. as an adult, I see it. I see the appeal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very romantic. Hey, Louis Gossett's out of control. Awesome in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oscar, you got the Oscar. And uh, I saw Goldfinger at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Fun, beautiful projection, four K projection of that. I do believe. Really? Mm-hmm. I was I, excited to hear that because I've, I've seen... yet to go there, and I want when I go for I it to be believe quality it. production. You've never been to? I went to Jurassic yeah. Park. For, that was great. yeah. And by the way, for anybody who's listening and doesn't understand what we're talking about, it in Hollywood in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, there's a gigantic lawn with a mausoleum-looking thing that they have built a screen on, and they project movies there, and everyone lays in the grass and makes their Picnic. picnics and brings uh, bottles of wine. I mean, it's just one of the best LA cultural thing you can do and it's all surrounding a movie with great DJ music mm-hmm. and uh, I took my that girl. part I don't but what the great d- DJ music yes it is yes. great music dude, it really dude, is no dude, they, they hire like nothing. really big DJs hold to, on well big DJs for LA he played no 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 just because DJ doesn't mean it plays the music you don't like. oh yeah it's not Tiesto <laughs> yeah it's not okay. Tiesto it's it's he played all <laughs> I, I already hate all, that I don't even know who that is he played all like Quentin Tarantino soundtrack, cool, like oh, Italian okay. crime thriller music and shit. Like all remixed. It was awesome. Would you feel more comfortable if he said like VJ, but there were no videos? Just a. I would want him to put you in the mood, like it sounds like he, he was did. a disc yes. jockey. Yes. So Goldfinger. Boy, that's a hip movie. And speaking of Beatles, 64, same year of the Beatles. I mean, can you imagine oh. being a baby boomer? And that's and Batman's on TV yeah. and the Beatles. And I mean, that's a cool One time. of the coolest things about uh, Goldfingers is... Uh, Pussy Galore's Flying Rangers. Well, that too. <laughs> but but uh, the, the I think Bond is setting a meeting. And oh, they, that's the best. And they say uh, black tie. Black tie. It's a black tie meeting. Come and black tie. They go to that meeting and... There's three people. It's the three of them. <laughs> Victoria pointed that. That's out. how. Uh, that's that's how fancy they are. That's how fancy Bond she is. Goes, that is so fancy. They called a black tie meeting for three people, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. a black tie event. I only go to weddings that are black tie. I've never been invited to anywhere else that's black tie. Oh my god, the, the scene. I forgot. I haven't seen this movie all the way through in a long time. I forgot how insanely long and intricate it is. When Goldfinger, they go to his like game parlor, and he's got the pool table and everything, and all the trophy heads on the wall and couches and shit. And he's like, and they're like. Why are we all here? And he's like, presses the button, and this table takes forever to go, and turn like a flip over the pool table. They they didn't know how to cut back then. And and, 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 and then all it is is all it is is a shot of Fort Knox. It's a it's a it's a it's a picture of Fort. We all know what Fort Knox looks like. I mean, you don't have to even do it. And the whole thing. And then they're like, Yeah, well, we don't believe this. And he goes, It will be easy. And they press another button, and something else goes to just bring another map or a model of Fort Knox. And you're like, It's still Fort Knox, which we can look up in any book. It's the most famous place with gold in it imaginable. It was really fun. With CGI, it would just be like, Whoa. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh. And of course, yeah. and of course, I defy any movie to go back to anything other than the uh, clear pad in the air that you run your fingers around. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> that is, if the future is we're not We're there that, now, we're staying there. Yeah. 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 That's what we're on. <laughs> all right, well, that's all the time we get. We got to wrap this thing up. That wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Right, what was on TBS? Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> TNT. Um, Men at Work. Born Ultimatum. <laughs>
great fucking movie. That is a great movie. That is a good one. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash the Movie Guys, as well as on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Vine, Instagram, whatever, all that. Thanks to Charlie Rifkin. Oh, thank you guys. Hey, thank you guys. That Richard was, Lewis, that was a lot of fun. Of nerves is available for purchase at among other places Amazon on September second. Woo! And we'll include House of a Lifetime. Which and uh, real quickly, it's yeah. a limited time box set cover. They're not making that many of this. That Ronnie Wood, the the guy in the Rolling Stones. Painted the specific. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He painted this for this box cover. Yeah. It's a limited edition, cool. so uh, if you if you want to get it, get it early before it just turns into some crappy box set. You know, normal thing. God, how long did I go? Did good. I see Richard Lewis the in concert. Nineteen ninety or you something see, like that. Uh, yeah, he came to my hometown. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, he put it out of college there, so he must have been doing a college tour or something. Yeah, was, he was great. Uh, thanks to Jamie Clark Elvington for running hey, the board hey, and thanks. telling us what's up. And uh, Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show oh, every guy. week. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. We'll be back next week with previews of Hercules, Lucy, Hercules. and So It Goes, Hercules. and special guest David Minkin in studio. We will see you there. All right. Hercules. I also saw a blackabout last night, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Is this the, it was good. You're supposed to wish to remember when the lights are going down right Oh, now. sorry. The Field of Dreams. I'll talk about it next week.